0: Walking in three, two... Happy beautiful Saturday. It's playoff basketball, and like true podcast people, we have not been here since April. Wait, is it <laughs> We ain't been here since March, yo. Like, we we was, we was figured y'all was sick of hearing us talk playoff predictions and who's the final three teams. Like, if we don't care, y'all don't care. So, P and B are back on playoff Saturday. This, this is what y'all been waiting on. This is this, this what y'all been waiting on. This is what we've been waiting on. I'm loving it. It's hot outside. I want to play golf. I can't play golf. Life isn't fair. I won't get into my woes.
1: Please don't, yo. You sound like a <laughs> so, you sound like a I sad was, little I
0: was about to turn this into uh, sad little lady, uh, <laughs> I was about to turn this, this into bad. a like a, a whole confession series right now. Like, man, I just feel feel a little depressed about this. But it's way pleasant. too
1: depressed for some 80 degrees outside and playoff basketball with me, yo. This is game time, yo. We, Game time.
0: I'm amped up. I told I text you yesterday. I am amped up on all levels. So, look, let's dive in. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. One versus eight, Wiz versus Raptors. That's your squad. Let's let's go with it.
1: Hey, yo, so we got to first take a look at the regular season. The regular season was definitely a split. So, And that was all without John Wall. They split without John Wall. And Kyle Lowry only scored more than 10 points in one of those
0: games out of four. That's Kyle Lowry's MO uh, so in the playoffs that's Kyle, anyway. That's his playoff numbers
1: anyway. <laughs> yeah. So what I can say is that I'm a rock with the Wizards. I think the Wizards can take this in six. The Ooh. playoff Raptors, to me, let's, let's first clear it up. I believe this is the Raptors' year. If they're going to make a win, they got to win it this year. Unfortunately, they got to go through teams that have already swept them in the playoffs, not just beat them, but beat them down.
0: Cause let's all the, remind the people it was only what three years ago, four yeah. years ago that the Wizards swept the Raptors when the Raptors were I think the four seed. And yeah, I think you guys the were, were, were. the five. Yeah. yeah. So
1: this is not this is not new territory for the Wizards to come into the Raptors as an underdog. Drake and John Wall are already going at it on Instagram and Twitter, so it's going to be interesting. And plus, it's in the Raptors' head. This the Raptors are now kind of like the uh, Capitals in a. NHL yes, and
0: the nationals. And yeah, you know, and they, it, they, they, yes. they have
1: the, they have the jinx now where regular season just does not matter to them. Like they want it to be the number one season. That's good. They accomplished it, but they're going to be judged on what they do in the playoffs more than anything they do in the regular season. So at this point in time, you have to look at their past playoff wolves. And this is just not a good matchup for them. But if you want to get the monkey off the batch, if you can go out uh, the monkey off the back and you want to go in And you want to take care of the Wizards and you want to take care of the Cavaliers in one playoff run, like, this is the run to do it.
0: Because the Wizards have not been
1: playing. Yeah, I don't know. The Wizards haven't been playing that strong, and the Cavaliers are a little bit banged up. They're not necessarily as competitive as they were in years past compared to their own Cavaliers. So, I mean, if this is the year that the Raptors could break through, it has to be this year. Like, if there's any other year, it's going to be this year. But it all depends on game one. Like, they have to win the game one. They don't have that kind of luxury of no. just having it for their confidence. They have to win game one, and even if they do win game one, no, no, no they gotta, right. yeah, they
0: gotta convincingly yeah. win this game versus y'all today. Like they need to come yeah. out here and put you, put their foot on your throat. Y'all need and to lose by like 10-15 points. But it feels like they was in control the whole game. If this feels right. like it can go anyway, it's like uh oh, and Doubt this is kind of weird.
1: In. Because they have not played John Wall yet this year. And they've already struggled with just Thomas Sadarensky and, you know, whoever else was playing point guard at the time for the Wizards. Because they've gone through a lot. And they just signed Ty Lawson. So, it will be weird for the Wizards now. Because they have to incorporate a Ty Lawson. They're still incorporating John Wall. And now you have to find replacement minutes for Jody Meeks. Who, though he wasn't necessarily a 6th or 7th guy off the bench. But he was definitely in that rotation where he came in and you could, you know, let him play for, in the playoffs, probably six minutes while Bradley Bill catches his breath. And it's somebody who could consistently knock down that three. Jody Meeks has been really vital for the team lately, and uh, hopefully, I'm not sure how the appeal process can work or if it'll be in a tough time, but it looks like they're not going to play with Jody Meeks for this upcoming series. Yeah, and that's going very- to be a tough blow, especially because the Raptors are so deep. Like that's what makes the Raptors so good. Cause even if Kyle Lowry hasn't scored more than 10 points, but one time they still won another game they were still competitive in the other two. They don't need Kyle Lowry to have an explosive game. He doesn't have to play at an all-star level for this team to beat the Wizards.
0: The defensive so, team is the one that's going to also make a difference. Like y'all know. And the
1: Raptors are top five. Raptors are top five. In, y'all four,
0: team. Lo- in y'all four games, whoever was over a hundred always won. Oh yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like and someone the Wizards needs to
1: do not play
0: defense. <laughs> someone at needs all. to lock someone down. Like that's nine and both teams are still scoring nineties in their losses. I don't that's know. Crazy. Somebody has to wake up on defense in order for this to work. But you're right. If y'all try to run and gun the the Raptors' strength is their death. And at the end of the day, they're gonna have more players in rotation. They're playing. More they're
1: gonna get to nine at least. And I think the Wizards and Scotty Brooks probably will only play eight or nine. I'm not sure exactly where Ty Lawson fits into this, but I will notice that I have noticed that over the last five, six games, they've been playing without a true center. Well, that's so I would I would love to watch that. If you bring in a Ramon Sessions and you got a Ty Lawson and you got Thomas Sadarensky. you still have Kelly Oubre and Mike Scott coming off the bench who play big minutes. That's a lot of smaller players. So I've seen lineups where Mark Keith has played the five and Mike Scott played a five. Don't be surprised if the Wizards try to pull one of these okie jokes like they did a couple years ago when they put Paul Pierce at four, even though he hadn't played a lot of four all regular season, but they came out, they stretched out the... Uh, Raptors who like to play Giannis Valachunas at a true five but he doesn't want to play at the perimeter I would not be surprised at all if you see a series in which Marcin Gortat and Yamahini do not average 20 minutes a game just because they want to get small ball out there and because they have such a plethora right now of point guards behind John Wall um, like I said Thomas Roman Roman Sessions and Ty Lawson they should probably all get on the field or on the court playing either the one or the two that means some of your small forwards auto porter kelly oubre are not right to play four and that means you're going to have some of your regular fours playing five so that's what i'm going to look to see if they can actually do that and still get rebounds still keep up uh with the raptors bigs whether sergey Ibaka can go back to his okc form or whether van fleet will be able to come in for a uh, struggling kyle lowry or if kyle lowry just finds his legs and goes off i mean it's going to be a very interesting
0: Series. Sounds to like, me sounds like words you never can say about a. Yeah, it's Kyle. Hard, it's hard but to say hey, about. Kyle we Kyle never Lowry. know. We never. You know. Know. We
1: never so know. So I'm telling you, this is a series that I want to see. I know it's a one-eight, but to me, this seems like a very evenly matched series. If the Wizards want to play correct, That's if that the Homer Wizards want to come little out little right, that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if the Wizards want to come out and just lay a dug like they have the last regular season, the last 10, 12 games, then it's not even a contest. Raptors should definitely take well, one this. More they're the thing. better team.
0: One more thing before we get off this though that you're forgetting too, or you got to take into account is which Scotty Brooks are you going to get? Scotty has I lost care. y'all some nope. games. Scotty has lost Scottie. Scottie, you Scotty know right going to be Scotty, yo. Scotty going to Scotty. Scotty, Scotty don't look down to Benjamin was like, how can I jack this up today? Scotty <laughs> is
1: going to Scotty. I'm, la- I'm not even taking that into account right now. I will only take that into account as we go later into the playoffs, but the Wizards and Scotty Brooks have been good for a first round playoff. win. That's what I'm going to take it as that. Him making adjustments, Past this hole going small, I don't expect too many other adjustments. But I don't expect the adjustments when I watched the uh, OKC Thunder back in the day.
0: Well it was Scotty Brooks. He doesn't adjust. It yeah, Scotty Brooks
1: doesn't adjust well. So I hope I hope his plan A works.
0: So you still taking a <laughs> whiz though?
1: I'll take the Wiz in six because I know what the Wizards can do in the playoffs. Even though they didn't play regular season well, they still split with this team, and they didn't have their best player, which is John Wall. And no matter what teams say, John Wall makes this team a lot better. And now that you have a Thomas Sadoriski that you feel comfortable in, now you can do some lineups where they're going out looking like the old Knicks where they're running three guards. Like this team, is. there's going to be a time when the game has John Wall, Thomas Sadoriski, and Bradley Bill on it and it's going to be fun to see what the Raptors match up well because I don't fear DeMar DeRosa or Kyle Lowry on defense. True. So it's going to be interesting, but I do know that the better team, overall team, is the Raptors.
0: And for that right. is why I'm taking the Raptors to win it. Yeah, they're seven. the better team. Yeah, they should win in. I'll give them six or seven. I just don't think they're going to run it's over, going to be and tough I won't be surprised up. if the Wizards win. So, yeah. all right, well, moving on to a uh, good old second game, or, well, two versus seven, we got Boston versus the Bucks.
1: Uh, God, I wish Boston was healthy. Me,
0: so Eve. All right, so this season series again, like the one before, we were talking about, is a two-two toss-up. They both split, um, but of course, we now know Boston has tons of injuries. They're missing, they're missing Kyrie Irving, and we know about Hayward out in the start of the season. So uh, they're right now their leading scorer going in is Jalen Brown with twenty-four points. That that you also leading. forget they're missing Marcus Smart. and Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart <laughs> is also gone as well. This team is too. Too banged up for what they're about to go against. Now, on the other shoe, we have a Milwaukee team who's very young. And this will be their first playoff game. They're being led by the Greek, who we all think still dominated throughout the season, but kind of took a couple steps back. Are he kind of, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. or did he just become normal? He to got us?
1: quieter, man. You know what? I think after Jason Kidd, he wasn't featured as much as some of the humane ball handling that uh Jason Kidd kind of gave him the freedom to do. And uh, we saw a lot of highlights. I saw a lot of growth in just his playmaking. Like he always had, he's not Ben Simmons or LeBron James with the vision, but he's definitely a good playmaker. And he has a mismatch every single time. But I don't know if they were able to exploit it as much as they were when Jason Kidd was leaving the team. And that's kind of, that makes a little bit more sense too, because Jason Kidd is a phenomenal playmaker in his own right right
0: when you have him on the sideline
1: right yeah you have him on the sideline saying hey yo look for this or you know hey when this person does this on the side on the left look on the back end and look for you know somebody cutting to like he was able to make those kind of plays and he did a little bit more now we only see him kind of making those plays in transition where he was able to do those plays before out of the half court and he could just get bored with the regular season as well. I mean, well, he's to that point now where he's been playing at this level for so long, where it's starting to become regular.
0: Well, if we look at it, and thinking about Jason Kidd and his impact, though, Kidd last day, Kidd was fired January 23rd, sometime in January. The games that they won, and we can't compare because they didn't play but one time after that firing of Jason Kidd, which that, when they did get fired, after he got fired, they lost. Milwaukee lost but they won the two games in the middle under Jason Kidd and they lost the first one under Kidd, so I don't know what the Kidd effect has because with them they went 2-1 and one, and without them they went 0-1 oh I do think Jason Kidd's philosophy has changed with him being gone, did change philosophy of the team and the Greek was actually affected the most by it um, but I still feel like the dynamics of this team has lost something and I think that I don't know. I don't think they're
1: special, man. Right. They're not. That's that's the word. All that talent right there. You got Jabari Parker still. You still have Eric Blitzo. You still have Tom Maker. You still have Greek the Freak. You still have Malcolm Barton, who was a a rookie of the year last year. Um, Maybe it was a weaker rookie of the year because we didn't have that many rookies to compare to. But still, I mean, you have a lot of players on there where you should be able to go into a team that's missing two stars, not just starters. Two stars,
0: two players that this team was built around, and a player who has great playoff experience. Like Smart has done serious work in the playoffs last year. Like you're 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 missing you're missing game changers right now. Milwaukee should be able to run through this series in five to six games, and that's why I have Milwaukee winning. I just
1: and I don't, and I have the Celtics winning in six. I think the Celtics have just. I mean, we talked about coaches and we talked about Scotty Brooks, and I said that I didn't want to bring him in to effect because it's just kind of I feel like he's always kind of underachieved he doesn't do well with uh switching a game plan but that cannot be said for Brad Stevens Brad Stevens has done with he has done more with less consistently whether it was at Butler whether it was this first go around with the Celtics before they did this retool to watching Gordon Haywood fall and still winning 13 in a row like he's always coming up with ways to make his players get in position to win games that they probably shouldn't. So he takes under-talented teams and he just does so much more with them. Their I'm taking the Boston Celtics. Rookie. It doesn't matter. Jalen Brown. I'm going to say Jalen Brown probably is their best player. Well, the he's leading. Right,
0: right. He's and the he's, he's one leading their scoring and everything. And, and then you got Terry Hartford. Rozier. Right. And, and you got Terry got Rozier.
1: Rozier. Terry Rozier has been there. He played some games last year. He played in the playoffs last year. So you got Terry Rozier, you got Jalen Brown, you got Horford. Then they'll put in somebody else at the center. Um, you still got I, Monroe, I who's not. And you still right. got Monroe. Monroe comes off the bench right, and plays yeah, a really big bench right.
0: role. right. I think he's a huge impact on that team when it comes to you know his role. And then
1: Tatum, if Tatum is on, you get a Tatum and he gives you 18 this series. I mean, I know that's asking a lot, but even if he gives you 50, if he gives you anywhere
0: between 15 and 18 I don't, this series. I don't, I don't and I still about don't know him who's going to I don't worry about him doing who's gonna it. Who's going to guard him? Can he do it? For, you know, if he, he look, this boy got to do this today, or I think they play tomorrow. He got he got to give you eighteen to di- tomorrow. Then he got to come back and do it again Tuesday and Wednesday versus the same team. This is a rookie. And it's it's a rookie. And He's probably got to go against. What <laughs> he's probably going
1: to have to go against D Wade.
0: No, no, and D no, D Wade, no. I have seen. Put no, 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 so, no, no. That's, so, I mean, not yeah, D Wade. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, not D Wade. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. He's going to have to do it against um freaking uh Greek the freak. Yeah. Because you never know where Greek is going to exactly. Them. Or he's going to be. And doing And so it. those veterans are so weird. Like they. And that's why I brought D Wade into it. They have a way of making the lights bigger. Yeah. So when you have a D Wade, or when you have a Greek the Freak, or you have a LeBron James, or Eric Bledsoe, or Jabari Parker, I'm not even gonna put those guys in there yet because they're not. They haven't seen them necessarily do it in the playoffs yet. But I've seen Greek do it in the playoffs. I've seen D Wade. I've seen LeBron James. I've even seen John Wall do it sometimes. Where when you have a mismatch, they know how to exploit it. And now they do beat you for two. So now you're on your guard, you know, right. You You know, know he's not going (laughs) to drop 40 on you, but you do know that he is capable of dropping five, you know, shots on a row and Greek is not going to drive to the hole every single time. But if he drives to you two times back to back or he puts you in the post back to back and he scores easily, now you start getting flustered. So now Jalen Brown, now Tatum, what do you do? Because he's, seven foot damn near and he can get to the basket whenever he <laughs> and wants he's
0: coming full st- and here's nothing and he's we coming at this, you and the thing is with the logic <laughs> is that if they have a player jason terry's on the squad jason terry's a player who will be like look i know how this works Hey Greek, this is what you need to do you see what i'm saying like when you when you have bets yeah. on the bench to be like i'm telling you just do this now you have you have his mind you just go at him that's when you're kind of like ah you miss it so I do think the Bucks are going to win. But if Boston does win, I won't be surprised either. This is being said. I, I don't know if you're excited. I'm thrilled to watch this series just because I want to see what Tatum does. I like seeing, you know, the playoffs are where youth proves us wrong. And Jason Tatum could prove us right now. He's ready to shine. And I'm like, there you go. That's, that's it.
1: I'm not excited to see this one only because I feel as though the Bucks have never reached that Threshold of where I thought they would play at, and there's really no excuse. Like, we know that some teams fall through injuries. Like, you look at the Cavs, they changed the whole team around the trade deadline, and then Kevin Love was injured. Yeah, so I kind of give them a pass. The Wizards were missing their best player for 30 plus games. I kind of give them a pass, but even Boston, Bucks, I give
0: them a pass. I yeah, mean, and they, I yeah, they yeah, they definitely give them a pass. That's why it's kind of weird <laughs> to watch
1: this, this series because. I don't feel like this is the Boston team that really should be out there. And I feel like the Bucks team that is out there has underachieved so much, and they really don't have the excuse for this. So I, I'm taking Marcus Morris. We didn't even talk about him. He's somebody that can give you 15 on a game sure. every single time. So I'm taking Marcus Morris, Terry Rosier. I'm taking all of them to beat a Bucks team that just has not played up to its talent level yet. All
0: right.
1: Celtics and six, man
0: uh yeah, I go Bucks in 6 or 7. All right, to so the series that I love, 76 in the heat. How we looking?
1: Man, 76ers in the heat, that's going to be a fun matchup. It does look like Embiid is not going to play game 1. Nope. So I have to pre- I have to preface it that from the beginning because during the regular season, Embiid did play. What and him and White side had that. battles. They split. So right. the 76ers won before, but that was with Embiid playing and then Miami one late, but that was with D-Wade playing. Right, right. So it's kind of hard to sit there and say what would have happened before or what happened after that. I mean, but we can't deny the fact that the 76ers have been playing out of their mind.
0: The 76ers have been playing great. <clears throat> the 76ers you know, have had a great, uh, and they finished the season strong. My problem is, and I know we haven't been on the air since March, but my problem is, is that they were beating teams with terrible records. They was beating the Dallases and and the the, and the Charlotte Hornets. You see what I'm saying? Like teams.
1: But they, did they beat them without their best player, though? Is Joel and beat there? I'm not even sure I
0: can say well, that Well, Joel was there for most of those games.
1: Ben Simmons, he, he played half of them. Right. Only half. So that means, I mean, it's not most, it's just half. So, I mean, Ben Simmons really has been that driving force. But if you're telling me that they beat all these bad teams without their best player, there's other teams in the NBA right now that if you take their best player off the court, they're not beating those teams. <laughs> I know one team in particular. <laughs> so, I mean, it's tough to sit there and say that they beat up on smaller teams when they beat them handicapped. They're just that talented right now. I think they have a lot of depth that people don't talk about. I think they have a lot of players that are just extremely tall and talented, man. Like Marcus Fultz is now back. He's given them some solid minutes at the point guard spot. You still have J.J. Redick. You still have Robert Covington. Robert Covington is like 6'7", six, 6'8". They have so many guys that are 6'8 or taller that move and can shoot that it's ridiculous.
0: Look, I said I know you don't brought into trust in this process and buying into this. I'm telling, this process is complete. I'm telling everybody right now. <laughs> y'all go hear this today. This will be the upset, and it's not even the upset. Because oh, it's an upset. it won't be. This is a young team playing in their first playoff series against a squad with a coach is gonna be like? I clearly know the playoffs inside. I know you say Miami players don't have huge playoff experience, but like we just said against uh, in the series before, when we were talking about the Boston and, and the uh, Milwaukee series. At the end of the day, these young boys are gonna go out here, and if they get thrown back on their heels in Game One, now they sit here and saying, "Oh, we better make sure we win Game Two because we can't go back to Miami down down two games or nothing." And someone like a D Wade is gonna be like, "Are you serious? Like we can we know we have them now. This is going to literally come down." Philly's a better team. Miami is just going to outsmart them and outplay them. This will be a when the when the Wizards swept the Raptors a couple years ago, when Minnesota, when the Spurs used to beat off these teams when they weren't the better team, but they would end up upsetting in round one or round two. Like, that's what this is going to be, a young squad walking into a situation they're not prepared for. Miami's going to look at it like a normal playoff, a normal veteran playoff team. I just want to win one. You see what I'm saying? They're going to say, look, let's just take one, and then let's just go to Miami and make them feel like they need to win two, and we'll just take two. I'm telling you, I know I agree with everyone when they say Philly's the better team, but I'm telling you right now, that inexperience is going to happen and it's going to have a huge effect right now in this first round. They did But good. I will
1: give you this, though. They have experience. And I think that's kind of what it, it's a sneaky team. Like, when the Wizards did get that sweep over the highly rated Raptors, it's because they had a Paul Pierce. And even though he wasn't the best player there, he was somebody who was playing significant minutes and was able to make big impact plays. You know, whether it was throughout the entire game or not, but when it came down to clutch time, he was able to make shots. You have a J.J. Riddick right there. Somebody who has years upon years of experience, the whether when he first JJ came
0: was in. The uh, like J.J. was never the play, like the, the team's focal That's point. That's fine. But, Paul but, but they don't need was, that. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. Paul, So it's easy for him I to step it. up to the role then.
1: J.J. Riddick is going to pull Ben Simmons to the side, I promise you. And if it's not J.J. Riddick, you got Marco Bellinelli. He's somebody who's been like, yo, this is what Pop would do. This is how we're gonna get this done. Like you got people there you who have tell been to finals. In there
0: here, but at the end of the day, he's still gonna. Be, oh no! Nah. Yeah, way still gonna mirror, You still like,
1: got Amir Johnson. I'm telling you, I don't really see this as a young team because these guys, they're not necessarily rookies. It's only Ben Simmons that's really young. Everybody else has been in the league for a couple of years now. They wanted this. They want this too bad. They're not just. They're not that young. Derrick Rose led team that just relying on superstar talent to kind of push through this where everybody else is two years and younger. This team is not built off of two years and younger guys. You know, like, this team has really got a lot of veterans around them. They just haven't been in the playoffs that long. But you do have three on here that have put in a lot of playoff experience. Amir Johnson, uh, Marco Bellinelli, and J.J. Riddick have all got plenty of playoff series. This is not going to get caught. They're not going to get caught in the old oh, deer in headlights. We've never seen these fans out here acting like this. No, this is I got Philly the heat and six. Villanova.
0: I got the, heat uh, the and six. Eagles. I'm telling you, Philly, you can't, I don't know. How I did a rent the other right day. Right Philly is. I love the city and Philly we all fire. know Philly is in there. They're getting too ahead of themselves. Yes. Eagles took it. Bam. Villanova took fire. it. Bam. Flyers in the playoffs. The, uh, the Phillies are starting out right. And now that everybody's 76-10. We're trusting the process. Calm down. You had a great season. You're going to get bounced in the first round. Not a big deal. Don't be ashamed. Walk with your head high. You'll be out in six. There's Mark no way the words, in the world that are he-
1: Can we put money on this one?
0: We already do. We got 40 on it. Bet. Yeah, bread's down. And I kind of want to add more. But I I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> because I don't. We live in Las Vegas. So, but, you know. <laughs> yo,
1: next up, man. Cavs versus the Pacers. This is the boringest series ever. <laughs> Gotta be. Gotta be. And it's so wrong, yo. It's so wrong because we just don't trust the Pacers. I don't At care all. what anybody says. I'm not trusting Victor Oladipo or and Miles
0: Turner. Hold hold on. Beat the hold on. Oladipo had a great year. I was, yeah, I, I'm not, I love I love what he did. I thought he I thought he did good. It's funny to see the Lance out there. Yep. I love what the Pacers did. Black Panther. This thing is cool. Go, they're going to get swept. <laughs> Wakanda forever.
1: I don't I feel like LeBron and them were just happy. <laughs> like, no.
0: 76ers, y'all keep going. I'm t- y'all keep I, winning. All right, so this brings a point up. This brings a point up because like I said, we ain't been on since March. Do you think that the the Cavs was purposely saying, "Go take the three. We don't care." Cause I think they were. I think LeBron would say, "Man, let them have it. We'll take the four. Let's just have a let's just cruise through the playoffs." I'm
1: not gonna say this as a complete homer, but if you look at the bottom four teams, there's only really one team that has playoff success, and that's the Wizards. Nobody else cared if they had to play the Bucs. No. nobody cared if they had to play the Pacers no nobody cared if they had to play the Heat no like they didn't care like so yeah the Wizards were there but they weren't even playing good so I don't think that any of the top four teams are scared of having to play another team that's in the bottom four besides maybe a John Wall Wizards
0: and, and besides and, it needs to be Philadelphia when they go down in six but I won't go back to that
1: right right <laughs> and was, the Seven ers are playing at such a high level they just they just might right. overlook the Heat but it's not like they feared the Heat like nobody fears another team down there so I guarantee you LeBron more of them did not care what they ended up with. They yeah, didn't you, They. I, I take it serious. LeBron did not care if he ended up as the three seed, four seed, or five seed. Or he eight didn't seed. care. I don't think dis- yeah, he fears anybody care.
0: in this division, in this whole right. conference. And I would say he would fear Toronto, but he doesn't respect them. He knows he owns them. And we keep
1: telling him, right. I keep saying that he should fear Toronto. (laughs) I keep thinking that Toronto has the best chances of winning. Even though I have picked him to lose this series, it's only because they got matched up with a bad matchup. Of all the the first-round
0: opening games, I would say Toronto probably didn't want you guys.
1: Right, that's the only thing I would say. I
0: think, because they're probably like, crap, I would have rather had... Another team, any uh, other team, yeah, any other team, <laughs> any other team. They but don't yeah, ma- they, they don't match up well with you guys. But yeah, they don't. Yeah,
1: to, back but, to this whole cast
0: Pacers. <laughs> this is a sweep. I don't care.
1: I, I I won't call it a sweep because the Pacers did win in the regular season. So. Yes, yeah. I mean that happens. But we've seen where teams have had success in against uh a Brooklyn. LeBron-led team.
0: Brooklyn swept them in the <laughs> playoffs and then got Brooklyn swept them in the season and then got swept in the playoffs.
1: Right, and, they, and the Pacers are on pace for that. I mean, the Pacers won three out of four in the regular season. Um, they won them all early, so this is all before the big trade uh, blow up. So I don't even know how these two teams will match up right now because we don't really have regular season data on them. Um, the last game they played was January 26, 2018, And that's the game that the Cavaliers won. Uh, The Pacers won back on January 12th. The Pacers won on December 8th. And the Pacers won on November 1st. So we haven't really seen this team. They haven't even seen
0: that new roster yet.
1: Right. So, I mean, what we do know is that we believe the roster did improve, even though it wasn't vastly improved as though we first thought when they won five games out of six. And we do know that they have a little bit more... Depth now that they didn't have before when they were relying more so on like a Derrick Rose or Isaiah Thomas who were injured. And LeBron James is playing excellent ball right now. Yes, like yeah. LeBron James is playing better in the end of the season than he did at the beginning yes. of the season. I don't know what where he's, he's having more of an impact. I really yeah, don't you know, know what
0: he's trying to prove.
1: You're also gonna get Kevin Love back. Yep. Like, so I mean this team right now. Unless you have a complete choke from some of these former Lakers and Utah stars, which I'm not calling for, but like unless Rodney Hood just completely forgets how to shoot or Jordan Clarkson just goes AWOL one time, like there shouldn't really be a contest for this because LeBron James is going to dominate this entire series. Like this is not a series in which his imprint will not be felt from the opening tip to the end. Like, and no matter what, who else doesn't show up with him, they have so much depth that doesn't matter. Like, if Tristan Thompson decides that he needs to go ahead and sit on the bench for (laughs) two games because he's going through some stuff, it won't matter because you'll put Larry Nance in and Kevin Love will just play some extra minutes, you know? Like, one person, two people. Two people cannot mess up this series for the Cavs. If the Cavs do not sweep, yeah, you know what, LeBron? when is he last? Lost he's never the
0: lost a first round playoff series since like the last. He's like on a ten year. Sh- uh, streak. Like maybe since like the
1: Wizards back yeah. in the day when
0: he was back brand in like new. his second, third. And he didn't season. even lose
1: that series. He just lost <laughs> one game. We're not. We're not even comparing. Will he lose a series? That's not happening. But will he lose a game? Is maybe the question. Like, if this goes past five, I'd be very surprised. Cavs, I think Cavs and five.
0: Yeah, I would say Cavs and four, but yeah. Yeah, I I would definitely say that. And I like how you slid that in talking about it. Tristan Thompson got (laughs) something on his mind. I will say that.
1: You know, and I think that Tristan Thompson, this is a series in which he can play really big against a Miles Turner, somebody who can get with him up and down the court and somebody that can, you know, be aggressive on the rim, aggressive on the offensive rebounds. Like, you do have to monitor Miles Turner because he's going to run right past a Kevin Love every single time. But... If Tristan Thompson is unable to come up to that because he has been extremely up and down throughout the entire season, you have a Larry Nance that can keep up with him and give you those same kind of effort plays. Um, Not to the same level or degree that Tristan Thompson did. That's why he was able to get the contract that he did to begin with. But somebody that can do it athletically uh, for a game or two. So, I mean, it's going to be fun. There's no matchup that I see where... Victor Oladipo can exploit, but so much. Yeah, yeah, he might be able to get past JR Smith here and there, but he's not going to consistently do it. He's not going to break down the defense and just throw it out to Bogdanovich for open threes
0: up and down. I love that name, by the way. It's still going to come down to LeBron, and and as the stats have just proven, LeBron is 12 0 in first round series. Never lost. I thought he would have lost one. He never lost in first round series. He lost to you guys second round. Just a game. Just a game. Yeah. And I think y'all beat him one year. No, we have never. You never we have no, never right. beat
1: LeBron James
0: in them. So, in the end, sec, I think round two will be the Cavs versus whoever else makes it in. So, let's let's get out of the East and head over to the West where. It's
1: look. just as depressing. Just they as depressing. I wish you would say something about the Rockets <laughs> and the
0: Wolves being excited. I'm like, excited I'm about wish. that series, man. I'm, look, I still, First, I'm first time off, time I'm hyped Minnesota got in. I'm hyped they got in. I'm thrilled they got in, the, in that 13-year drought. I wanted them in. Last time we talked. We was going back and forth on which of the bottom three teams are even going to get in. See, we did y'all a favor by not recording because that's what we got to in terms of content. Um, but I think this series is going to be good. I'll go out on a limb and say, what if Minnesota beats Houston?
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, let's just go back and look at the regular season tape real quick. <laughs> so the regular season tape, the Rockets have won all four matchups.
0: <laughs> They're 3-1, the and closest- actually. 3-1. They're 3-1. They didn't
1: get swept. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. The Rockets won against uh, Minnesota one twenty nine to one twenty on March eighteenth. The Rockets won one twenty to one hundred two on February twenty third. The Rockets won one twenty six to one hundred eight on February thirteenth. And the Rockets won one sixteen. The and the Rockets
0: won all four. I really thought the Minnesota got one of them. No, and it only one game was was within ten points. Jimmy Butler did not play in two of them, though, right? Who cares? Okay. Did you not see the scores that I just <laughs> yelled
1: out? They were trying to beat them by 20 on average. Like, that's what they were going for. All like, right. that was a running joke. Like, it's this matchup does not bode well but, because we understand what Tom Thibodeau wants to do. Tom Thibodeau wants to actually clean up the paint. He wants to stop you from, you know, he wants you to contest the jump shots, but he plays inside out. And we know the Rockets play outside in. So, I mean, it's just hard for them to go back out there and do it. Who the heck is going to press up besides Jimmy Butler? Look. Like, Andrew Wiggins doesn't even try to play defense. My man said he's going to get a max contract. And he's going to get a max contract based on solely playing offense. That's what he's going to do. And then Carl Anthony Towns is going to go head-to-head with, most likely, Clint Capella all night. Who put- and Clint Capella got one of those kind of like the Kembe Matumbo kind of framework bodies right now, where he's only asked to do lobs. He's got he's got the like the DeAndre Jordan of the old Clipper days, where all he has to do is catch the lob, finish the lob, and play defense. And most of that's help defense. So I mean, this matchup does not bode well at all. There's not you one are sprinkle. taking
0: one thing out of consideration fully right it. now. Chris Paul and James Harden are now playing playoff basketball.
1: I understand that. First I don't round care. playoff basketball, though. First round playoff. I'm not asking them to win the conference championship right now.
0: <laughs> if it I'm, get- not even
1: <laughs> I'm not even asking them for the semi. I'm just saying, for the first round,
0: we'll bring. If we'll there bring is the anyone, play- any teams who can up, who, if there are any players who can shock and make an upset, like a first round knockout, will be a combination of James Harden and Chris Paul on a team together in the playoffs, and this will be the year. But with that said, no, I don't think Minnesota will beat Houston. But I do think it's going to be closer than what people are thinking. This won't be a sweep. I think Minnesota can get this to five, maybe even six games.
1: I'm going to view this the same way I view the Pacers, and it's not a disrespect to that. It's just kind of appreciating just how good another team is. If the if the Wolves can make this past five games, then to me, in their hearts, they should come out as a victorious like, they should think they won. Like, forget trying to win the series. If you make it past five games, I think you should... Exactly. i give done. you that.
0: If they go two games, if, it, if this goes 4-2, i I'll be like, Minnesota... That y'all, was a good win for all Y'all were good. But this, that I means. mean, before Jimmy went down, Minnesota was fighting to hold on to the number three, number four spot. I think this team is better than what the record shows, better than what the standing shows. And I think they're going to give the Rockets a fight.
1: And let me clear this up, too. I agree with most of that because I do believe, just like we clowned the Pacers, that the wolves are a better team this is just a bad matchup like i think if the wolves would have got the spurs or, or okay any other team outside golden like
0: state this. or the Rockets, yeah. i would be like minnesota can win
1: even against golden state they have a better matchup because they can kind of they have an advantage with carl anthony towns where they can kind of go down and they can of you know play low or you can kind of get steph curry in isolation and i feel comfortable in saying that jamal crawford or, you know, Jimmy Butler can kind of take advantage on a switch. You know, they're going to purposely put Steph Curry on somebody opposite. So I, I would even give them a fighting chance for that. And I think that Jimmy Butler can play good defense on a Kevin Durant. But we don't have that with this matchup. So to me, this is not an indictment of just how bad the Wolves are. It's just a bad matchup. And it's been a bad matchup all season. Like, it's not even a close. It's not like one of those games could have went this way with this call. Like, no, these games are bad.
0: Look, in their defense, they only lost by nine on the last one. All right. Shut up, son. It was only nine. Shut up, son. I'm in your (laughs) corner, Minnesota. At least win two. Now, speaking of the Golden State Warriors and the Spurs, that was another 3 1 series. Now, hold on. This is different. Now, again, we ain't been here since March. Steph Curry ain't playing. And and, and I I saw a stat the other day that made me speak to, again, everyone know my disdain that I have for Kevin Durant because of the move he made and in my heart of hearts I think he's a pussy, but
1: I'm not sure we can keep saying that word, bro (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, you're probably right, it's probably bad but it's okay, it's okay, we'll delay that Now, here's the thing Steph Curry is undefeated 20-0 when Durant doesn't play Durant is one game over 520 games that Steph Curry has not played Why is that? I guess it's Steph's team. So are we now going to watch a Kevin Durant-led team go against a Popovich-led Spurs who's going to make this a half-court game because the Golden State Warriors are going to be missing their point guard. So they're, they're going to definitely be having a off rhythm in terms of flow of the game. And Popovich is going to basically say we're going to make it a half-court game, and I don't think Popovich can outsmart him now with that said I still think golden state can win because there's no Kawhi Leonard and Tony Parker's old and Manu Manu Ginobili is 72. So yes I don't think they can win but this series is gonna 72? be a lot yeah this gonna be this Come series is yo know, oh, man old man manu so old this series is gonna be interesting I I think golden state's gonna win but I'm telling you The lack of Steph Curry is going to be felt more than what I know I gave it credit for until I started kind of looking into the stats of this series and said, Man, without Steph Curry, the Warriors are a lost franchise. And of all the times to be a lost franchise, you don't want to be a lost franchise against the Spurs. And you also become more of a half court team without Steph. And Popovich invented half court ball. You see what I'm saying? Like that's what he does best. That's why the Spurs always have been winning through over the years. When playoff basketball starts, He's a king and turning into a half-court series. Series, so I think why if, if 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 Kawhi was healthy and playing, I definitely would be like, "Yo, Golden State can drop this series." But I think this is gonna be. This was not the round they wanted to take. I, the Spurs is not the way they wanted to go, and I can see this going six games, going seven. The question I have is, if it does go six, does is that an indictment on Kevin Durant's ability to lead a team? and can we no, stop comparing him to lebron james?
1: We could definitely stop comparing him to lebron james, <laughs> but I think that this is A, this is this reminds me of the Celtics versus Bucks where you're looking at the Warriors and saying this isn't the team that I expected to see because Steph Curry really does mean that much to that team more than what and a I'm, lot of
0: people give credit to. I yeah, know, I and know.
1: I'm also looking at the Bucks. And I mean, and I look at the Bucks like I look at the Spurs. Like this team has kind of like just been there because this is not the Spurs team that I thought I would see. You know, like I really thought I would see Kawhi Leonard come back sooner than later and actually play in this because this is a totally different series. If Kawhi Leonard is playing and Steph Curry isn't, then I think the Spurs not only could win this, but they should be favored. Uh, With that being said, though, with just no Steph Curry, the Warriors have won damn near 135 games in a regular season over the last two years. Yeah. So they probably just get bored. Like, I don't think we saw the Warriors, and I do think that they have the capability of turning it on. Like, I saw Draymond Green making dumb passes. I seen Kevin Durant taking some plays off. Klay um, Thompson gets in when he wants to. He's kind of aggressive. He's kind of not. You know, and I think without a Steph Curry, Klay Thompson has to be more aggressive. You know, like, and then they've been trying to get Quinn Cook more involved and more comfortable in it, so that way you can still come in with a Sean Livingston off the bench, and he can still have his role, um... They've been trying to get more of what they could out of uh, Zaza and uh, JaVale McGee. But in the playoffs, you know they'll be quick to go to that depth lineup where they'll pick Draymond Green more at the five. And you just won't see that much of some of these uh, other guys. So, nah, I'm not worried about it at all because I feel as though unless the Aldridge goes straight old school Portland Trailblazer. And I'm not saying that he didn't have a good season this year. Like he had a really good yeah, season. He, this he year.
0: bounced back strong this year.
1: But he's going to have to play at an unbelievable level. You're going to have to get some protection from a Paul Gasol. Uh, Rudy Gay is going to have to come in it's here and terrible. play out of his I mind.
0: Paul Gasol is even on that team sometimes. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're going to have to get so much done. This team is just not there. I know it's the Warriors, and it's not necessarily Steph Curry with the Warriors. But I think it's going to be even sadder to see that Golden State, without their best player, was able to still beat a Spurs team. Without their best player So I think that's kind of What it comes down to It wouldn't have been A close matchup If those teams are both healthy And I don't believe It's going to be a close matchup Even with these teams
0: Both missing their best player But like yeah If Kawhi was playing You're right They'll be favored So I mean with that I think we're both Taking Golden State But
1: I'm not even trying To watch this one I'm I'm just going to watch
0: The first game I'm going to watch The first game Because the first game Will tell me Like if Golden State Comes out and put their foot On the Spurs throat I'll be like all right, then there we go you see, what I'm saying like then even even without Steph, Durant, and them are still going to handle this series, and and there we go. I'm gonna one watch thing the I will coach. say though
1: is that if there's any coach that could pull this off, it's Popovich. It's, it's Popovich. Fully Popovich, and I feel like Steph Kerr, uh, Steve Kerr definitely did not want to tilt his hand. because he did not play Kevin Durant or Klay Thompson that last game. No, against the Spurs. No, when they just had Kevin Durant. He helping. knows. He did not want Popovich to kind of get. Any confidence in that. You know, he won even though the Spurs won, Steve Kirk could still go back to his team and be like, look, yeah, we gave that game away. We didn't play Clay. We didn't play Kevin. He did not want to go into the playoffs being like, Hey, we lost that game and we played everybody.
0: Yeah. Popovich has me figured so, out so quick. And, right, this, and yeah. you know what pissed me off though before we leave on? Popovich I don't want the Spurs to win this for one reason. Because the Spurs would be the team that'll beat the Warriors and be like, oh, and then they will go to the next round and lose to Portland or the Pelicans. That's true. That's how the Spurs work. Like, oh, that's an upset. Oh, really? Now you guys are the upset? Come on. Come on. So yeah. I can see this Spurs
1: didn't do (laughs) that. Yeah, they would easily do that. Yeah, I would not be surprised because you're playing with a young point guard if they don't put Patty Mills and um my man Tony Parker in just constant pick and rolls. And they also got a young dude out there, um, uh, his name is DeJounte or Murray, whatever his name is. My man has bounced. And like, if you're not thinking quickly or you got a backcourt right now that just somehow, for some reason, has Cook and um, Nick Young playing <laughs> like you just don't have necessarily the they don't have necessarily that kind of get up and awareness where they could just get exploited, man. Like, the lack of depth behind that is just kind of weird. And I don't really think depth. that they have... They don't have necessarily the quickness to kind of keep up with them. And Steph Curry does. Klay Thompson, we know, do, But... I don't expect that same quickness on defense for Nick Young or for a cook. So it'll be interesting to see because that backcourt is going to be a telling story. Yeah, And I think the frontcourt is going to even itself out. You know, like the Warriors will exploit Kevin Durant on anybody and everybody. And depending on what Draymond Green you get, you might get an offensive push. But no matter what, he's always going to come to play on a defensive end. He's going to make it a little tougher for uh, LaMarcus Aldridge and Paul Gasol no matter what. But that backcourt will be fun to watch. That's yeah. going to be a
0: fun matchup. Hey, I saying, and, and that, four a Four game. That's four what i say One game. game. One game. I'm only watching it for one game. And after that, I'll be like, all right. Yeah. And then, then Spurs, Spurs are going to lose. All right. Uh, Portland and the Pelicans. What did they do this season series? They went two and two. They split. I don't really know how I feel about this series. At first, at onset, looking at it, I was saying... Portland should run away with it, but when we was looking at how this series went down, they split two-two, and for the first time, Portland's a favorite to win. But the Pelicans aren't that bad. I still have Portland winning just because I think Lillard is going to do enough. Um, I like the I like the way the, the, the Trailblazers ended the season. They ended on a really strong note. I think the Pelicans ended on a, on a kind of they were high and they were kind of coming down They were they, I think with 20 more games the Pelicans might not have stayed in the playoffs um, but I think that they ended kind of wishy-washy but I think Portland is just a better team like it's it's no rhyme or reason here it's just I think Portland is just a better team than what we have looking at the Pelicans right now
1: I think that Portland has two stars that we know can kind of come up and kind of play. And then everybody else already knows their role. You know, like nobody else is going to try to do much more than what they have to do. And they play their starters a lot of minutes. So you're not looking at a completely, you know, a team that's going to go back into the bench and be like, oh, you need to pay up or you need to pick this up. They only go to their bench for minutes. You know, like Zach Collins comes in and he's a straight effort guy. And then you got Pat Connington that might see some action, and Shabir, you know Shabaz Napier might see some time, but they're going to rock with their core, and that's Dame Lillard, and that's C.J. McCullough, and that's al Fareed, and that's going to be Evan Turner and Nukovic. Like they're going to play their starter five more than any other combination of teams in the playoffs.
0: Well, the thing is, is also in this series, too, can they keep that, up? Right. <laughs> the thing is in this series that looking at the stats, a lot of the games that, like I said, they split two and two. But a lot of the games that was close, Boogie was the second person behind Anthony Davis. You know what I mean? Like them two were right. kind of the ones leading the charge. And like you're saying, CJ McCullough and and uh, and Dan but that Willough team is ones small. Ones running it, but right, yeah. There's no c- Boogie, so that's what I'm saying. Without Boogie, these games were cl- with with Boogie. These games were close, and the Pelicans could win the two. Without Boogie, it's that's no way. Right, it's no way they was winning. This series would have went
1: 4-0 towards Portland. But without Boogie, this series can get ugly. If you have two nights in a row where Dame Miller's just not on, and then if Dame Miller can't give you the thirty, like I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny, but this backcourt is going to have to average fifty-five to sixty. uh okay, maybe that's a little too much. They're going to have to average at least fifty, though. This backcourt is going to have to average fifty. All right, so look at the like
0: Blazers. This. To the do. last time they played, which was March eighth, um. Portland run. Portland beat them 107 to 103, right? So to your point, I uh, to your point, you're you're solid because Dame put up 41. McCullough only uh put up seven, but Nurik gave you twenty-one as well, all right? But think about it. Murderick you know, and Anthony Davis and Holiday gave you 36 and 21. And that ain't happening. You said but that ain't happening. That's not happening. That's not happening. But to your point, you still gonna need Dame and them. To give you 50 points between the two of them. And That's what that you're going to need. <laughs> yeah,
1: even in that loss, C.J. McCullough, I mean, even the win, C.J. McCullough still put up 19. So, I mean, you're going to you are going to ride and die with C.J. McCullough and um, Damon Lillard. And I don't think any other team does that as much as probably the team they're playing. Because the Pelicans need Anthony Davis to play at an incredibly Anthony high... Davis
0: has to give them 40. 35, <laughs> 35 or above for the Pelicans to be like, we can win. And can he do that four games? And this is also, let me make note, to stick with my youth. This is Anthony Davis' first. No, this is not his first playoff rodeo. No, 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 no. Yeah, Anthony not. Davis has got a chance yeah, to play he, one here. Yeah,
1: But I will say this, though. This is one of those games where, like, it's a matchup where I can see either team winning, but I don't see any either team as a true contender. No, no, no. Does that yeah, make sense? No, 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 so no, no, no. I don't care really who wins this one. They're going to lose go I will State say
0: in, in five. Yeah,
1: it's going to be interesting to see. Who has the more dominant game? Because you're talking about two of the top five dominant players. We go out and call the list. The list would be um, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, James Harden, and then the next two have to be Dame Lillard and Anthony Davis this season. Not for all time, but anything like that. But I think you have to put Dame Lillard as a top five dominant guy right now. The way that he's playing, the way and he Anthony Davis this is year. doing everything. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be fun to see which one can lead their team to it. I just feel as though. Portland has a stronger co-star so Portland probably gets more of a like but the Pelicans have more depth so if you want to if, if Dame gets tired you know I don't know why he would get tired but let's just say that Drew Holiday is able to kind of keep up with him or Rajon Rondo makes it a little bit more difficult for him on the other end then you're going to get somebody that's going up and down the court and you're going to look like LeBron James just gas because he's doing too much He's doing everything where Anthony Davis's offense gets to come a little bit easier. He can go down to post for a couple series. He can do something on the outside and kind of bait a center to come up there and challenge him. Like, he has a he has a more relaxing kind of game to do it. Dame Leonard has to go 100 miles per hour all the time, and so does C.J. McCullough to kind of get theirs off. And they're just small. That's my only thing. If Anthony Davis gets a chance to play next to um, his big man, and Mecha Okafor, and I don't expect Mecca Okafor to play too many minutes, but those minutes that those two are playing together, that's a very big lineup. And Mahini, or alm I can't pronounce his name, but their 6'8", uh, small forward, naturally, is going to have to go against Anthony Davis, who's a legit seven-foot. Al Farouk Mahini. Right, yeah. <laughs> he's going to have a battle on his hand for as long as Anthony Davis is not playing the 5'.
0: He's going to get ate up by Anthony Davis.
1: This is going to be Fun and so I mean, that matchup itself could really be the turning point. I expect Portland to win, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if Anthony Davis was able to get this. And I expect this to actually be a long series. This is going to be the longest series. You think? And it's going to be all for naught. This is going to be a six or seven game series.
0: It, well, yeah, I got Portland winning at six. I have. If it, goes, have if it goes to seven. I would be a little disappointed in Portland and I would then put my money on the Pelicans.
1: Portland tonight, just but. hasn't had the depth that I'm looking for in a team that can really go out there. And I think the playoffs are so intense that you're going to see uh, a struggle from somebody. And what, I don't know if it'll be from CJ or I don't know if it'll be from Dame, but I just think that it's just so, it's so much more intense that you need at least a solid well, eight. Well, I'll say this. On.
0: I want Dame to have a good series. I want Dame to show out this playoff because like we, like you said, I think Dame had a great season and I kind of want on this big stage. I want Dame to show out. So,
1: And Dame has shown out in the playoffs. He has, he has. Like, this is Dame. Remember
0: his big shot and all that? Yeah, Dame, 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 Dame he rises to the occasion. And I want this platform, I want this stage this year to be like, cap off a great season, dominate, and go up against a good Golden State squad the next series. And, and, you know, battle. You know who we haven't had a chance to see?
1: We haven't got a chance to see Anthony Davis do his playoff moves. Like, yeah. we got highlight reels of yeah. Dame Miller doing his. I kind of want to see Anthony Davis, so I'm, I'm going so with Anthony. So you want to see his stage, I want to yeah, see the Pelicans. Yeah, I want to see the Pelicans doing the seven. All
0: right, last series. Then we're going to let y'all go to y'all. Uh, OKC in Utah.
1: Golly. Bruh. I don't even know where to start with this because I feel as though OKC has been. We wanted so much more for OKC than what they gave us, but. At the end of the day, OKC they still should got have in this. the playoffs.
0: And I'm they, surprised. they got
1: the playoffs. They got the uh, top seed. So they'll have home court throughout this series. And in the regular season, this was the team that they actually beat. So they won three, three out of four matchups. Yeah. Yep. And so their most recent one was um, December 23rd. So this is kind of like the Pacers Cavs series where we haven't seen them play post um, All Star game. So I don't really know what the matchup is going to look like when you actually get there. I do know that. Carmelo Anthony didn't have the regular season that I predicted he would have Where well, he didn't have to be the main guy anymore I thought that he would be more of a uh, kind of sharpshooter on the wing and he actually has his shootings going down and
0: then he played terrible
1: he didn't play terrible but his <laughs> shooting has definitely went down he played terrible to the Hall of Famer that he's supposed to be right
0: that he is he is a Hall of Famer yeah yeah. I you get know that. like he's gonna go to the Hall of Famer you know But yeah.
1: I'm just saying he didn't play to that I think he just level. took more
0: of a backseat which is probably right, what he yeah. had to do
1: and having to get to that adjustment but now in the playoffs I feel as though the game's going to get small. You know, everybody's going to get bigger, but for Carmelo, it's getting smaller because this is what he wanted. Like he's just ready to go back in his. The only reason why he's with the Thunder now and so he can have a fun in the playoffs. I think this is a surprising team. They should blow this thun- uh, the Utah Jazz out the water.
0: I I'll like, give you that. The only they I- should
1: blow them out. I don't feel. as though. I think you're going to get a chance to see one of the best two-way players that we have right now. Uh, in the game that nobody really talks about and still Paul George, he should be able to have his fun locking up uh, Donovan Mitchell. Like, even if Russell does all the triple-doubles and takes all the praise, the matchup that I want to see is Paul George just lock somebody up and just have his coming-out party. Well, I hope kinda it's like what we saw with I want It's going to be
0: Donovan. I want Donovan to go off. I kind of want Donovan nah. to have a good... Go ahead, you're a rookie. I want you to have a good campaign to playoffs From Paul the OKC side... Playing. I do want Russell to... The last couple of games, he was giving more to Paul George. Paul George is coming to the playoffs on a high right now. He, he ended the season strong. And I think it's because a lot of it was because Westbrook was kind of giving more play to Paul George. And I think Paul George is going to continue to ride that. And I do think he's going to have a great series. And I also, even though I'm an anti-Carmelo fan at times, I do think this will be a series that Carmelo and for the playoffs as a whole, he's going to wake up and be like, I am only, I was only here for the playoffs. I have a postseason. I can now show like so we could see Carmelo go to an offensive weapon again. This team could turn it on in the playoffs and really fly with it. But in terms of this series right here, I could see a 4-0-5-1 series right here.
1: Yeah, this is definitely this has the making of a sweep. Yeah. Like I know the Thunder haven't played well, but like this Utah Jazz team.
0: This series reminds me of the Cleveland Pacers series. I I see both of them being the shortest series out of all of the eight series we have coming in. Oh, yeah,
1: easily. And I think that Thunder relies so much on uh, Rudy Gobert playing that solid defense and giving you that post presence. But that's going to be eaten up by Steven Adams. I feel as though Steven Adams can really give them some battles down there. And Rudy could get a couple, but he's not going to have the kind of domination that he's used to when he plays, you know, a lot of other teams. And I think that they rely a lot on Donovan Mitchell. And I think Paul George is probably one of the best wings that we have uh, on that perimeter. So I don't really see Donovan Mitchell having a lot of games. And I know that the pick and roll is what everybody relies on. But you got to pick and roll right. And they also have Andre Roberson out there. So, I mean, it's not like you get a relaxing mode. You're going to have to pick on Russell Westbrook. And I don't even think that's a good matchup for Donovan Mitchell. I just don't see this ending well for Utah. But I, I don't know
0: how you, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't
1: really, understand. either way you go, you're going to have unless you get them to move, and I know they don't play help defense well, so if you have some backdoor cuts, uh, so be it, but you're asking a lot. And I, I don't think that's really in Derek Favors or Joe English's. That's not really their forte. You know, like Derek Favors does a lot in the post, and he can kind of uh, shoot a nice mid-range jump shot, but Ingles kind of wants to shoot those outside shots and I don't think they're going to be open because if Paul George is on one that means Andre Roberson's on the other and you're not really getting those open jump shots especially in a playoff intensity so unless the total collapse comes and even with a total collapse I think this series just moves to six like at the worst this this is not this, this, this jazz team, the jazz team shouldn't even be here so shout out to Donovan Mitchell for leading this team to the playoffs. To rookie out
0: of the year he's not rookie of the year. He should be He's not. So I'm just going to let everybody know he should be. All right, y'all. It's playoff Saturday. Go get in front of your TVs. We're done. You have our analysts. You have our analysis. We'll be back on Wednesday. Just get in front of a TV. First game kicks off at 3.30. Is it Peace. you guys? Is it you guys?
1: No, it's not us, yo. We're we, we are never going to be that early, yo. We are prime time over here in D.C., <laughs> son. Like, don't ever get that twisted, yo. We got a 5.30 slot. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I was about to say, yo, they got good. The 3.30 game, I, I, don't, I don't really know who is playing 3.30 today. Ah, Spurs and Golden to say 3.30 Because okay. nobody
1: cares. No one Wait, watches that. Kawhi, Everybody like get Spurs. in
0: front of the TV at 5.30 to see Washington, Toronto. Watch the other one on, on your phone. We'll holler at y'all Wednesday where we give a recap on these first, these first couple of games of round one. Enjoy. We won't be gone that long. We'll see y'all in a couple of days. We out. Peace.